Hey guys, this is Joe. Somebody once said, to write well, you have to write what you know. Well, here is what I know. What's up, everybody? It's Eric. Rob, you're not going to believe it. I made friends with a whole table of Rastafari. Not just one, a whole table. Josie Geller, you enrolled in high school. This is where the stories are. Do you remember high school? You get to be 17 again. She's never been hit. Feeling good. She's never been cool. What's up, girlfriend? And she's never been in until now. I've waited my whole life to fit in, and I finally do. Drew Barrymore, never been kissed. I was so cool. You're listening to Worth a Leafy, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think that the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if it meant paying a late fee. What's new, Joe? Nothing much, Eric. Nothing much. How about you? Not much. Not much. We saw you and Pow over the last weekend at the, yes. uh, the city we live in. Joe and I live in had like a festival. It was cool with like outdoor music. It's good for local business and stuff. It was nice to see Pow. Shout out, Pow. Yeah, it was, that, was, that was a really fun time. And I was, we were there a lot longer than I thought we were going to be, which was Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. How, so, yeah, because you guys, how long? Oh, no, guys... in general, like, we were there a little late, but, like, oh, just yeah, yeah. as, like, all, all four of us, like, just hanging out, like, we were there a lot longer than I thought we were going to be. And it was kind of fun. Like I said, it was um, a couple, there's, like, I think four or five musical acts, and one of them I actually really like. I've, I I enjoy their music, so it was yeah. kind of cool to them play at my hometown. <laughs> so, yeah, for no, free. that's awesome. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Did yeah, you watch fun. anything good, or? Yeah, I actually watched, um, what was it, like maybe last week? Do you know the uh, Fair Street films on Netflix? Those three of them made? No, I don't think so. So it's based on, um, I guess, an R.L. Stein book, but it goosebumps. Oh, yeah, you told me, yeah, you started talking about this over the weekend, I think. Yeah, 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 it's actually pretty good. So I watched, I guess it's a trilogy, and I watched the first part, and I really enjoyed it. It was not what I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be like a kind of like, you know, a quirky kids. Like goosebumps. Yeah, but like I knew it was like I knew it was like I I thought it was thirteen, but it's clearly rated R, and yep. people die in that movie in gruesome ways. I'm like, well, this kind of threw me off guard completely. So I was I had a lot of fun with it, and I'm definitely <laughs> gonna be checking out the. Uh... You just sounded like a serial killer. You're like, hey, people people died in this one, and <laughs> okay. you know what? I really enjoyed it. I I'll be the next uh, to kill was it? Oh, that's a Netflix series to catch a killer. I'll be the next. Yeah, like that. The... <laughs> There's a million series like that <laughs> now. This is when every. I and I like true crime stuff, but like every email I get for and Brie does too. So every email I get from uh from Netflix is like a new docuseries you you will probably like has come out and it's like this guy killed his family and whatever. I'm like, what does that say about me? I just make a point to real quick I'll make mention real quick too that by the time this episode comes out, we might be a little delayed because the last episode, which is risky business, had some uploading issues and a draft was saved instead of having the actual mp3 file uploaded but that'll be up soon hopefully by the time this is out it'll still make sense for our current pick but what's gonna happen today? yeah we're gonna be like joseph like, oh i'm watching this on netflix and then the episode will come on it won't even be available on netflix anymore <laughs> um i i know i told you this over the weekend but i started i have to start with um i watched Northwater, which is a series on on amc it's a bbc series but it's on amc plus and um it has Colin Farrell in it, Jack O'Connell, and it's a five-part series, so just five episodes, and I loved it. And if you ever doubt like Colin Farrell as an actor, and you think like, oh, he's just like, he's just famous because he's like a good-looking Irish guy, watch this one. Not a feel-good show at 
all. <clears throat> Very heavy, a lot of bad stuff, but loved it. And then I put something about this on our Instagram story a few days ago. Keeping with the whaling theme, I've watched uh, In the Heart of the Sea. Have you seen that, Joe? I, a little while ago, yeah. The Ron Howard film. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So not so great. The worst, <laughs> the worst Boston accents I've ever seen in film. And I just expect more from Ron Howard. It got better in the second half or the last third or whatever, but definitely don't need to watch that again. The, it was just so weird because <clears throat> I don't know what year, and I think they said, but let's say that was set in the 1700s. They had the main character speaking like he was like, he grew up in like, like Charlestown last year. He's like, <laughs> we got to kill this whale kid. I'm like, who, who, and it was, what's his name? Um, the handsome brother that everyone loves. There's, there's two of them. Um, I remember now. All the girls Hemsworth. Love Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, he's, he's, uh, is he British or Australian or something? Australian, anyway, so it's like, believe, yeah, yeah. So it's like you had to learn an accent already. Just keep a neutral accent. But we've already talked too much about it in the heart of the sea. Um, and then one thing, you're gonna, you're gonna, might butt heads with me on this, but one that I started watching the other day and I remembered liking it, but it wasn't good as I remembered. And this is gonna hurt you, Joe. So heads up, boy. Five five hundred days of summer. I actually haven't seen that since it probably came out. I, I remember being obsessed with that movie. Like I, but I also really love the soundtrack more, more than the movie, I remember. So the yeah, the movie is, itself was like, I was just, I don't know. I was like watching, I was like, this is kind of stupid. I don't know. The soundtrack was good. And I don't know. It just seemed like it was a, it was like they were trying to make an artsy movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do like, I do remember some things I really liked. Like I liked the reality versus expectation scene. I thought that was really yeah. cool. But some things I remember really like him, but like you said, story-wise, I know it's probably a lot of just like, you know, yeah. will he, won't, will they, won't they? And then the last thing I have to mention is I think I talked about the last time I recorded. I don't remember if it was like, it must've been like, Oh, next week this comes out and I'm excited. The new Wonder Years series new wonder years series the second episode airs tonight so you guys will be able to listen to this and figure out like how far behind we are but <laughs> that show at least the first episode that's all i've seen so far is so good that all the expectations i had from the first one years which i'm a huge fan of first episode i watched it and i'm like brie and i both were like all right we're in you got us so <clears throat> check it out if you if you can, and I don't really see why you couldn't because everyone has ABC and you probably have Hulu. It's on both. So, um, but are you going to uh, watch the, uh, are you a Bond fan? The, the new James Bond film? Are you going to check that out in theaters next week? Uh, I don't think I'll see it in theater. I mean, I would be open to it. Like if someone was like, Hey, I'm going to see this. You want to go? I would go, but I'm not gonna, I wasn't, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. I'm, I, I like Bond movies, but I can't call myself a Bond fan. Cause like I, like I said, I, I don't go see them just because they came out, but yeah. I generally enjoy them. Yeah, this one, it's kind of, it's, I mean, I love the Bond films. I think Daniel Craig, despite, like, you know, this obviously like the who's the best Bond, but I do think Daniel Craig is great at, in the role. Yeah, It's kind of cool seeing this, like, as his actual conclusion after, like, the, the speculation of the last movie, if, you know, will it continue yep. for one more? And, you know, so it's kind of nice him getting an actual close. Yeah. And Rami oh, Malek awesome. for Mr. Robot yeah. is the yeah. main villain. So it's, so it's kind of cool seeing him on the big screen again. He's a good Bond villain too because he's like physically not intimidating at all. Like, you know what I mean? He's just, I haven't like, seen the movie. It's psychotic. But... It's going to be like, right. like the, yeah, which is kind of cool. Right. So, so you guys heard the trailer. 
and you heard our quotes. So you, you may have been, you may have figured it out, but we're going to be discussing tonight's a, a listener request from Alexandra, never been kissed. Um, the 1999 Drew Barrymore film um, to go with it. I was just about to give up on trying to find a beer to go with it. Cause I was like, I don't want to force it. And then I was actually looking for quotes to share. And one of the, one of the more popular quotes is this one where Josie, the main character in the film is talking about kissing someone, blah, blah, blah. And she says something where everything gets hazy. So I was like, Oh, I can just get a hazy IPA. So that's what I did. I went down to RMA local unofficial sponsor of the podcast and picked up um, a hazy IPA. It's uh, rainbows are real hazy IPA from clown shoes brewery. So that is delicious. I actually have it here and look at well, it's, it's in a glass, but whatever you get the point. I'll put a picture up of the, uh, the can later on. So um, we can kind of skip over. Why'd you pick it? Because we didn't pick it, but Joe, what is your memory of, of, of this one? Um, other than the DVD cover and the poster with her kneeling next to the large movie title font, I actually remember the ending of this movie pretty well from when I saw it on TV years and years and years ago. I was actually surprised how much of it I remembered. So the whole sequence from when like she is um, leading up to the prom and the prom costumes with the DNA and all that. So I remembered yep. all of that stuff leading up to it. Sweet. Yeah, I... um. My memory of this one, I actually didn't see this, which is surprising. And I think that I didn't see this. I'm sorry. I didn't see this around when it came out, which I think that what that's proof of is that I had no dating life in high school, because this seems like a movie that if you're going to take a girl on a date around this time, this would have been like the perfect one to take a girl to. But I didn't have a dating life. So there you go. So my my first memory of this is that my wife, Bree much like Alexandra is a big fan of this movie, small, small world. Um, I didn't see this when it came out, like I said, but my wife, Brie made me watch it. Um, not, not made me watch it. That sounds bad. <clears throat> we watched it together. I think when we first started dating. So I have seen it or I had seen it before rewatching it, but I didn't have many memories of it really other than just a couple scenes. So um, what do you have for stats as far as how it did financially? So Never Been Kissed came out on April 9th, 1999 and had a budget of $25 million, making $84.6 million in the box office. It was written by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein, who have done quite a bit together with films such as He's Just Not That Into You, The Vow, and Valentine's Day. That's funny because with Valentine's Day, it was directed by Gary Marshall, who was also an actor in this movie. He was the bot, the the right? The head honcho at the... I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember now, but I, I believe you're right. Yeah. Um, and most recently, the duo also wrote and directed the movie I Feel Pretty, which came out in 2018. The film was directed by Raza Guznel, who I had to look up an interview to get that name pronunciation right, assuming the yeah, interviewer well pronounced done. that right. But he's directed a lot of kids' films from the live-action Scooby-Doo movies in the early 2000s to the recent live-action Smurfs films. And his most recent completed film was the critically panned Show Dogs. But he is directing a Christmas movie, so that man has my attention. <laughs> yeah, doesn't take much to impress <laughs> you with Christmas movies. Um, so critically, <clears throat> kind of middle of the road, 6.1 on 10, 6, 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ebert liked it a lot more than I thought he would. Three stars, 
And here's a quote from his review. Never Been Kissed is not deep or sophisticated, but it's funny and big-hearted and it wins us over. The credit goes to Barrymore. Yeah, she definitely was, you know, she was great in the movie. So whatever you have to say about the film, she was really good in it. Um, we'll get back to that later. So, <laughs> um, well, actually, before we, before we get into that, you know what I, I kind of forget sometimes? Because personally, I love Drew Barrymore. I Me think too. She's, I do too. I, I just, I, I think she's a babe. I think she's talented. I, I'm a big Drew Barrymore fan. But I kind of forget that there are some people who just, she she's kind of polarizing. Some people just don't like Drew Barrymore. I don't really know why. I mean, her acting isn't that great, to be <laughs> no. real. Like, I don't think she's a great actress. Like, she's she's good, and then, like in this movie, she you know she handles what she has written for her pretty well. I, I don't but, think she couldn't do any, but, but yeah, I, I know you're saying where it's like she really does have like a love hate base, I guess. And I agree that she's not like the greatest actress, but what's key though is that she stays in her lane. She right. doesn't try to she'll make this and she'll make 50 first dates and she'll make wedding singer and she'll make like, she knows what she does well. And she doesn't, I have no problem with that. I right. have a problem. And I, and I like those movies. Exactly. Me too. It's when it becomes a problem is when you're a decent actress and you try to take on a or actor and you try to take on a role. That's like way too big for you. She, she's pretty good. I think at being like, listen, I know what I do. Well, I'm going to do it. Nothing wrong with that. So, so you mentioned it came on April of 99 other films that came out that month so watching the or reading this list i was like it put me in back and like i was like it slapped me back into that time because i was like just going into high school at this time so or about to go into high school so other films released in april of 99 entrapment with Catherine zeta jones and sean connery uh, pushing tin with cusack and billy bob thornton election with reese witherspoon uh and uh and matthew broderick three kings which I haven't watched in a long time, but I think Three Kings, or I remember Three Kings as being an entertaining movie, and I think it's kind of underrated. So we, we might have to rewatch it at some point. The Mummy, and then Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. So <clears throat> no super. God, I love big, The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, but no, no super movie. huge movies there, but a pretty, I think that's a pretty solid month. Like, oh, yeah, The Mummy spawned. <clears throat> what? A, the three films and then a fourth one years yeah. later so yeah. like yeah so pretty good yeah um and then outside of film uh bill clinton is cited for contempt of court for giving false statements and sexual harassment lawsuit oh bill yeah bill bill's oh that bill, bill. <laughs> what a what a guy <laughs> for, oh, wait, have, have been, was it brie who said she's been watching that <laughs> yeah, show i was just gonna say okay. <laughs> i was just gonna say good news good news related to that is she she bailed on that i was like thank god so, yeah, there's a show on FX or something about that with some. It looks like I did the makeup. It looks like they were like, Eric, you got to make Clive Owen look like Bill Clinton. And they you signed it to me. And I was like, all right, I'll do my best. And I just found out Monica is played by Jonah Hill's sister. Yes. So I know that. I didn't realize she was like the lead in that show. I assume yeah. Monica's the lead in that show. I didn't realize that she was playing that role. So since you brought up Jonah Hill, I have to give a shout out. I actually liked one of his posts on Instagram today because Jonah Hill. Yes. Did yes, you see I, it? yeah, I saw that. Super cool. So, and and all joking aside, I know I I I don't want to sound like a cult leader, which some jujitsu people do, and I probably have in the past. But it is a great sport for if you you know, it's a great confidence building, and 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 it's just, it's just an awesome martial art. So, 
kudos to him for for doing it. And he he's just him lately over the past couple of years. He's been a really positive, you know, a, a celebrity you want to kind of <clears throat> model yourself after, and that he's like, yeah, you know, not everything's perfect. You're gonna have down times and whatever, but yeah. So, um, yeah. So that oh, and then Wayne Gretzky played his last game in the NHL, and then this one's a real downer. I should have saved the Jonah thing for after, but columbine shooting i remember oh, that yeah, like yeah like it was yesterday so but do you have the back of the dvd summary for an awkward transition into some hopefully positive news sure do josie geller a baby-faced junior copywriter at the chicago sun times must pose as a student at her former high school to research contemporary teenage culture with the help of her brother rob josie infiltrates the inner circle of the most popular clique on campus when she hits a major snag in her investigation not to mention her own failed love life when she falls for the, her dreamy English teacher, Sam Coulson. So here's, I didn't write this down at any point in my, the rest of my notes. So I have to bring this up though. <clears throat> so you just said, she goes back, she's 24, 25, right? 25, 25, I think. Yep. So she goes back to college. I mean, to high school. Now she goes back to the same school. I'm 36 now. If So I've been out of high school as long as, I've been out of high school 18 years. So I, I was 18 years old when I left it. So if I went back to high school, there would still be teachers that remembered me. Maybe they wouldn't recognize my face, but with the name and everything. No, she didn't use a fake name. She used a real name, right? And then her brother was, I think he was supposed to be like 22 or something. Or, yeah. So it's like, you just left, dude. Like you, and, and he was like this baseball star. It's like, I don't know. Not that. I, I'm I'm trying to. It's like like any movie like this, like Twenty One Jump Street and whatever. Where you have to you have to suspend. You have to relax a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think an, an easy tweak would have been have her go to another high school. Yeah. And it would have been, I w- it would have bothered me less. Yeah. So, um, some of the the big uh, cast members going into this movie. I'm just going to mention a few of the main stars, and then I'll kind of. <clears throat> mention some of the smaller roles because there were a ton of people in this movie, I like know. a ton of huge, huge stars. Yep. So that are in smaller roles, but Drew Barrymore as as Josie. So everybody knows she started as a child star. She had some bumps in the road personally, and I think kudos to her for for getting past that. She's still, I, I don't know, would you say? I think she's still kind of a maybe an A list or a B list actress. <clears throat> she has a lot of films to mention, but just to to name a few. Uh, E.T., Bad Girls, uh, Poison Ivy, Boys on the Side, Mad Love, Batman Forever, Scream, obviously, that's a big one, even though she's only in it for like 10 seconds. Donnie Darko, The Wedding Singer, Ever After, Charlie's Angels, and oh, the whole series of them. Uh, Riding in Cars with Boys, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, 50 First Dates, Fever Pitch. There are other ones, but I'll stop there. So she's had an unreal career. <clears throat> and reading through that resume you can kind of see what i was saying where she knows what she does well and she with a few exceptions like batman forever and donnie darko she she doesn't generally step out of of what she does well michael vartan or vartan sorry if i'm saying that wrong as sam the teacher who violates all sorts of rules i watching this the one thing i took from was i'm surprised he didn't have a bigger career than he he did he was he was pretty good in this, I thought. And he's like likable. He's a good looking dude, obviously. Um, but best known for TV work mostly. He was an alias in a show called Hawthorne, which I'm not familiar with. 
<clears throat> but also in One Hour Photo, Monster in Law, and a few others. Born in France and a huge hockey fan, so I like him. And the scene where he's teaching and he does like a stick hand, he starts stick handling. I that's what made me look up the hockey thing because I was like, that guy has played hockey before. Not that he's great at it, but you can just tell by the way he was doing it. People that don't play hockey, if you were like show stick handling, there's a certain way that they do it. The fact that he was like rolling the, the toe of the stick over, I was like, that guy's played hockey. Again, doesn't mean he's in the NHL, but he's played. And then <clears throat> the last person I have to mention before we get into some of the smaller roles, David Arquette as Josie's brother, Rob, known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Beautiful Girls, Scream and Scream 1 through 46, uh, Ready to Rumble, 3,000 Miles to Graceland, Eight-Legged Freaks. He also did some pro wrestling work. Um, but he's honestly, I guess other than Scream, and he's probably best known for being the Arquette and Courtney Cox Arquette until they're they split up so no c spot run <clears throat> no no okay no none of that okay. so now a, a quick mention of some of the other smaller roles so <clears throat> lily sobieski as her friend who did were they pronouncing it all these uh, for lily sobieski oh i don't know yeah i i didn't really pay attention to what her name was and then when i was reading the credit i was like i think it's all these that's what we're going with so anyway, she was good. She was another like positive. I, I liked her in the movie. Back in the day, in the actually, it was only a year or two before this. In did you ever see Jungle the Jungle? Yeah. Yep. She was in that, and so I would have been twelve. Huge crush on Lily Sobieski in that movie. Twelve-year-old Eric had. There, what else was she in? I, I, she was also in something like I just couldn't wrap my I can't wrap my head around. Like I definitely she, seen her in other '90s films in that time. Yeah, she she was in a lot of stuff. Um, Deep Impact, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Joyride. Joyride, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so she she had a pretty pretty solid '90s career. She's an interesting interesting lady. But so um, Jessica Alba as as Kirsten. So 12 year old Eric had a crush on Lily Sobieski. Eric for the rest of his life has a crush on. <laughs> Who didn't ever have a crush on? The 90s? <laughs> Right, but I still do. No, I know. And she was only she was only seventeen in this movie. Oh, really? She looks yeah. the same. It's crazy. She <laughs> yeah, looks no, exactly she's the same, dude. She's yeah, she's she's got gifts. I don't know. Um, James Franco had that hasn't aged well. Not not the most not the best reputation right now, Mr. Franco. Um, and then SNL legend or '90s legend, early 2000s legend Molly Shannon played her friend at the paper, Anita. So, and then John C. Riley as their boss. Um, also, have to mention Alex Solowitz. Does that name sound familiar to you? Alex Solowitz, no. So, <clears throat> I saw his face and I immediately, I was like, that's the dude from Together. Do you remember Together on MTV? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I watched it, but I know what it is. <laughs> I shouldn't have watched it, but I did. It was like this show and this comedy on MTV that was based on a boy band called Together together the two with that's right i remember the dvd cover for that now the series whatever it was yes okay yep and so he was in that so the minute i saw him i was like hey that's mickey from together (laughs) and then uh lastly and shouldn't she shouldn't be last octavia spencer i know huh academy award nominee and winner for the help uh shape of water and i was watching this and i was like this proves that everybody has to start somewhere you can't (laughs) it's not common that your first role gets the academy award but Probably, not even probably, definitely the most talented person in the movie. 
and uh you know she she got work at that time she needed a job so had to pay the bills and now so now look at her now um did you have anything down for random facts for this one i had a couple so you already mentioned it james i think you did actually maybe not james franco's debut in a movie so this was his first feature yeah um when Gary Marshall's character is speaking to his employees at the Chicago Sun-Times boardroom, he says, I don't even know my own kids. His real-life daughter, Kathleen Marshall, is sitting to his right when he's speaking, which is a really funny little cameo. I saw that. That was cool. She's actually, she actually has a pretty good resume. Of her, 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 his daughter her, does? Yeah, I have to look up her, her on IMDb. It's actually pretty impressive. Nice. Um, and then my final one here is Drew Barrymore's first film for her own production company, Flower Films. Yep, and since I saw then, Flower Films has done a lot of films. Have you have you seen what what? No. Has, okay, so let me read some of these. So Charlie's Angels, the 2000 and the 2019 version. Donnie Darko, Fifty First Dates. Fever I Pitch, had no idea that she that they did Donnie Darko. Right. He's just that into you. Whip it. <clears throat> um, Freak Show, and then most recently, The Stand In. Wow. So, not bad. <laughs> no, not bad at all. Definitely better than this. Yeah. So they, they, this is just a starting point, you know, everybody has like, just like I said about Spencer, everyone has to start somewhere. Um, do you have anything else, sir? No, that was it. <clears throat> okay. So I just have a few. Uh, Lily Sobieski was originally offered the role of Kristen, but she opted. So Kristen was like one of the cool girls, but she opted to play the role of Aldi's or Aldi's. Um, just, she just thought it was a more interesting character. Andrew Wilson, brother of Luke and Owen Wilson, appears as a security guard. And he also appeared with Barrymore in Charlie's Angels, Fever Pitch, and Whip It. So small world there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and this is this surprised me. Included among the American Film Institute's 2002 list of 400 movies nominated for the top 100 America's greatest love story movies so i know that's a super specific list but i was still like and i don't think it was i don't think it made the top 100 it was just nominated so but i was still kind of surprised yeah what did you have down for stuff that wouldn't fly in today's pc environment um the entire film (laughs) well i actually i also took down a quote from uh exchange here so sam who plays the teacher in this movie is talking to josie he starts off by saying, all I can tell you is that when you're my age, guys, we lined up around the corner for you. Josie responds with, you have to say that because you're my teacher. And Sam responds with, actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm your teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so, that alone sums up the entire film. But you know what would make... Yeah, that, that, the, the, <laughs> that made me cringe. The Her brother talking about... So her brother, who's supposed to be 22 in this, goes back to call, to high school and he's not only going after a high school girl, he's going after a girl who is like 15 or 16 and talking about how she's a gymnast and stuff. I'm like, dude. The yeah, prom no. when she's like, <clears throat> um, she's like getting, the girl is getting wasted and she's like doing these like leg tricks. He's laughing. Yeah. He's like, this, yeah. is, this is funny. Like, you know, put your I'm leg the down. Man. Yeah. I'm the man. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a movie and stuff. But it, <laughs> I know. It, it, it doesn't even back like, then, I feel like I... <laughs> Yeah, it didn't Joking offend me. Rape, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just like that. That's that's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much right to the, the whole thing. There wasn't any as far as the jokes in between that. There wasn't anything too bad. Like it no. wasn't too bad as far as like one liners. But the whole plot's a little weird. <laughs> you would, if you're gonna do that again, you'd have to go overboard with it and just make it so crazy that it's clearly a joke. 
Right. Or let's go to college. Make it simple. Go back to college. That would be a better. Yeah. And that was one thing. Now that you say that, that I was having a hard time with, um, with this is, so I totally get going to high school and like not really fitting in and all that stuff. Okay. But she went to college for four years too. So not that you're expected to turn from like, turn into like some, like, I don't know, crazy people person or a big flirt or whatever, but you'd think that she would have gone from Josie Grossy to like a somewhat social person because the whole thing that she had in high school, like the whole second chance thing, she could have had that in college, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, What did you have down for your favorite scene? Um, so I have, I love the scenes with John C. Riley. I thought every time he was on screen, he definitely stole the scene that he was in. He had a serious approach with most, with most of his sequences, but he did a good job with the few comedic moments that he did have, which is odd to say because he's very funny in most of his work. And when he showed that he cared and the stakes of this and how, and the stakes of the story, how raised they were, he did a good job balancing all that. I thought, so one of my complaints for this is. I wanted more John C. Riley in this movie because I thought he was the best part. Um, I also have the scene where, <clears throat> if you remember, Josie's just getting started in the beginning. She's getting used to this whole like high school transition, uh, going back to high school, and she's doing laps outside with a gym. The gym yep. teacher and the PE teacher says, you know, because she's having trouble doing this, <laughs> she can't keep up. The gym teacher says, I'm going to fail you and you won't be able to go to college. And I do like the line, would you buy more swans with? You guys are still telling that lie. I was like, I almost use that as my opening quote, but it wouldn't make sense without context. So I, I, so I have just like you did, I have my actual favorite scene and I have the exact same note right below it. So <laughs> yeah. PE teacher, now you're going to complete these sprints because if you don't, you fail. And if you fail gym, you'll never get into college. <laughs> Josie Geller, you guys are still telling that lie. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought that. that was great. Yeah. That's pretty much all I had. Okay. So my if I had to pick a favorite scene, I think it would be the prom scene in general for a couple of reasons. I kind of like the costume idea for prom just because it doesn't have to be this theme, but I like the idea of people doing something other than just like renting shitty tuxes and you know, whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and then two, when Josie reveals that she's been undercover and she kind of sticks up for uh, Lily Sobieski's character because she's about to get stuff thrown on her. That speech after where she's basically just like, listen, all you people that think you're like on top of the world right now, like high school's nothing. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean anything, you know, five years from now, it's not going to matter that you were like the pretty girl or the cool guy or whatever. I liked, <clears throat> I don't think that speech was really that good. I, I was looking, <clears throat> reading some reviews online and some people like prop that up. Like it's like, the, one of the best speeches ever and it's 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 not but it's a good I like, meeting it's a good yes. message behind it which is i think exactly. hang up behind i also exactly. even, i also even liked i didn't write this down but i i honestly liked her never been kissed <laughs> speech in the beginning of the movie too like what it feels like to get a real good like a meaningful kiss i actually really enjoyed that speech. I, if, if that wasn't so long i actually would have like mentioned that as an opening quote but it was just way yeah. too long but i actually enjoyed that as well i like that too and i and like I said, it gave me my inspiration for my beer, but I, I, I guess it's just, I was having a hard time with Drew Barrymore, who no matter what outfit you put her in, she's a pretty girl. And it was too much for me. It was kind of like, she's all that thing, but at least the she's all that thing. They were still in high school. It like, 
do you have any how how much confidence do you think a, a girl would have if you could if you're 23 24 and you go back to high school you'd have all the confidence in the world guy or girl yeah so let alone if you look like drew barrymore but so that speech i was like the whole time i'm thinking like Drew Barrymore is 25 years old, hoping to get her first kiss or her first real kiss or whatever she was saying. I don't know, but it was, it was, that speech was, that speech was better written than the one at the prom. Yeah, definitely. I can't remember what the line was in the prom speech. I think she says, let me tell you something like five times. And I'm like, who? It's like, it's like coach Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um, yeah, that would be my favorite scene, the, the prom. And it's just, like you said, it's not that the speech itself was that well written. It was just that, the general idea of, of like knocking kids down a peg and being yeah. and and picking the people up that are having a harder time in high school. So that's the other side of it. Yeah. So soundtrack, I'll let you say what you have to say in a second. I just have to say as a kid who started high school in 1999, the soundtrack was probably the best part of this movie for me. Semisonic, Jimmy Eat World, the Cardigans, the Smiths loved it. And then fun fact that I had written down to mention in this spot when Josie finds her car in the middle of the football field, the school band is playing the theme song to the Simpsons. So yes. I know that's not technically part of the soundtrack, but I had to mention it there. I, was fine. I actually picked that up and I thought it was like, was like almost like a double take. I had to look up line after and I ended up being one of the IMDb fun facts. I'm like, okay, so uh, I was just going it. crazy. Yep, yep. But anyway, do you have anything about the soundtrack? I do. So the film was scored by David Newman, who has been around since the early 80s, starring his career off scoring Tim Burton's short film, Frankenweenie, which eventually was made as a feature. He's since been involved with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Heathers, The Mighty Ducks, The Sandlot, Tommy Boy, and so, so many others. He's also attached to the upcoming Steven Spielberg film, West Side Story. So his career is very relevant and he is still on top of the world. Um, as for the license tracks, most of it was very 90s with Surreal 360, who I was once obsessed with. Like you said, Semisonic, Remy Zero, which I was also obsessed with for a while and tons of others it also closed out with the beach boys don't worry baby which bumps up a few points for me so that okay that i'm glad you brought that up the last scene of this movie that is one of the most like of this movie that's that scene is probably what people think of the most yes yeah and i and i knew that going into rewatching it and watching that scene i was picking it apart right and i'm like hating it i'm like why does everyone love this scene so much and then that song came on and i was like all right it's still (laughs) it's still not it's still flawed as hell yeah but that scene brought it back above water to me like for me you know what i mean (laughs) it made it it made it not it made me not angry (laughs) right that's definitely like was the perfect choice to pick with that because it's like you said it's the whole premise of it is like the fact that it's almost like the Truman Show. Everyone's invested in the stranger's life. It gets kind of like out of control. Where like they're all rooting for this girl who they they don't even know. It reminds me very much of Truman Show, which obviously to compare it, Truman Show is amazing. But just the idea of it, like this reality TV show, people are watching. Like mostly her work, obviously, is watching it. But just like the fact that they're invested in this girl's love life. You can't even say mostly her work because for that scene, the entire town right is like for that scene. Right? And, yeah, I'll, I'll get into that later. But um, so if you could change one thing, I'm, I'll, I'll start. Okay. And I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to allow myself to, to pick like the crazy plot of the movie because that's, that's, that's just too much. And we talked about like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We learned that something like this, I guess, kind of could happen because Cameron Crow went back and wrote a book on, for it. So I'll leave that alone. As far as the child predator 
teacher plot. If you're not going to change it, like if you're not going to completely wipe it out, one thing I would have liked is if they made it more clear that he figured her out and then started flirting with her, falling for her, whatever. Like if he just figured out like this girl knows too, way too much about literature and she's like, and they just started doing some digging, that wouldn't have bothered me, but that's still not what I'm going to pick. The, my, the thing I would change the most is her going back into high school. I wish she went back into it preloaded with like a, this is my second shot thing. So have that speech or have that thing with her brother earlier and have him like clean up how her brother's younger. He graduated recently. Have her have him like clean up how he she looks. Have her give her a new outfit. Know what's like to talk about, what not to talk about. Whatever. That would have been better if she was going into it with like, all right, this is my second chance, blah, blah, blah. And it's also tougher that her younger brother is David Arquette, who looks I mean, David Arquette looks good for his age, but he isn't passable as someone in his early twenties in this. Like he he looks he looks I don't know, my age in this, or maybe not that old, but, um, and then also last little thing, the guy, the high school guy that she's in love with, whose name is Guy, what a horrible, and this is no offense to the actor whose name is Jeremy Jordan. No offense, Mr. Jordan. That's the hunk you pick for her to like go for. You got James Franco, you got all these other people and you have her try to go for that guy. I'm like, I just didn't get that at all. And, And you know what? I didn't even not get, I did not buy that she would fall for him because girls have different tastes. Guys have different tastes too, but I didn't get him being the coolest kid in high school. Like that other guys were like, Oh, the guy's the man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So what about you? Before I get into that, what was the character's name? Who's uh, who looks like Biff? I should say, I'm not sure what his name is, but he looks like kind of like Biff. When that's, he... that's um, that was Mickey. That was, Alex Solowitz, Brett. Oh, that was okay, man. He was like the species he was in, he was pretty good too. Like, I actually like should have called him out. I actually really enjoyed like the cum sequence when they're putting the cums on that everyone's disruptive and he's you see yeah. the banana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy, man. Um, but yeah, so things I would change. I actually had something similar to what you had. I wish that instead of having her depend on her brother to kind of clean up her act, like you said, this is her going back into this high school setting. She already knows what she did wrong the first time i kind of wish she was able to do this herself instead of having assistance from her brother um and i also mentioned the entire first act takes a long time to get going like don't worry wrong this movie is the plot is definitely kind of scattered um but it took way too long to get her to get to get it going and i wasn't invested partially invested until the club sequence later on um the dialogue is very cringy a lot of scenes were very cringy <laughs> and i wanted more john c riley oh i meant to talk to you about that i i i respectfully disagree i thought john c riley was like wasted in this film i was like i mean that's, that's, that's seven in a nutshell <laughs> no, 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 no 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 not wasted not wasted like drunk i thought i was like why did they even use him in this i thought he was just so like bland i didn't really i didn't i don't know i didn't like love him in this and it wasn't his fault it was just a shitty, <laughs> I kinda, shitty. well no i think i kind of liked how he was just kind of like he almost looked like he was burnt out in a way like i thought i got that like burnt out feeling and like i just i just like seeing him, i think in our role that wasn't kind of goofy and like you know childish which you know this is where he's good with those roles but i think it was just kind of nice seeing him in a role where he could be a little serious and 
have removed moments. If I want to see a John C. Riley movie where he's serious, I'm going to watch Gangs of New York or I'm going to watch State of Grace. Well, the good, like, good girl, right? Here's some good ones, yeah, too, like, yeah. Grace, and for sure. Um, but no, I just, I think if he was used more and gave him, like, an actual, like, little subplot where, like, his job was more at risk, I think it could have made this movie a little more mature, I guess. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded more of him instead of, they had all these, like, little plot lines where they, I was like, why are you giving any attention to this? Because you don't have the time to really develop it. Like, the whole guy plot line. Right. If you're going to have her in love with her teacher and have her teacher preying on his, on the youth, just have that be the plot. Remove the, take the, the guy, the high school age guy out of it. Yeah. So, no, I, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, any other comments before we give our, our scores? No, that was <laughs> my biggest one was definitely, I think, David Arquette getting in the way of her kind of getting a second chance at high school redemption for herself. Yeah, and I agree with that. I, I wouldn't have minded it if he gave her like a little pep talk before the right. whole thing started. But yeah, so if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that this is the part of the podcast where you give our score and we rate movies on a scale of one to five. Would you mind paying a late fee to keep this movie? So a score of one is you get a few minutes into it, you get sick of her correcting her coworkers' English and you turn it off because you don't want to pay a late fee on it. All the way up to a score of five, which is you keep the movie an extra day or two or three so you can watch it again, show your friends, maybe even just buy it from the rental store so you don't have to bring it back. So, Joe, I think we agreed you'd go first on this one. It was a listener pick, so it's kind of backwards, but you're going first? Yeah. So I went into this movie knowing that people really do love it. Um, And that might be why I feel like my expectations were kind of raised a little bit. Um, I didn't watch it a lot when it came out, so that might also go against me here. But I thought this movie was kind of messy. I thought, obviously, the plot, like you said, looking beyond realistic things in this, I do feel like that, you know, they could have, you have to just kind of ignore all that and go into it with an open mind and enjoy it. But even like the story things, the dialogue was kind of messy and the first act took forever to get into. I do wish that Drew Barrymore could redeem herself on her own. I think that would have been like a case for like, you know, in this environment today, I think she would have been the one to redeem herself. But with all that, I do think this is a movie that it might be overrated. I'm not even sure, but I end up getting a two out of five. Sorry, Alexandra. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Alexandra. <laughs> so I have some of the same problems with this, or a lot of the same problems with this that I did with 10 Things I Hate About You that I've thought rewatching, like She's All That, a lot of the a lot of the 90s high school movies. So for every good 90s high school movie, it seems like there was <clears throat> like five or six mediocre ones. And if you love one of those or all of those and you think I'm crazy, I really think like with Brie, my wife, we're going to rewatch this this week and I'm not going to tell her what I thought of it. And I'm going to, I'm going to not going to say anything because I'm not going to post this episode anyway. Right, so right. She, <laughs> she won't have listened to it by then. So I really think I'm not, I'm not knocking on this movie. I, if you're one of those people, I would encourage you to go back and rewatch it because God knows doing this podcast, there have been movies that I remembered loving yeah. <clears throat> that I've gone back and rewatched. Even 10 Things I Hate About You, I didn't remember loving it, but it was nowhere near as good as I remembered it being. So yeah. I didn't have any ties to this one personally, but I know people that did like Brie. And like you said, it's a pretty crazy rewatch. And, and high school movies in the 90s are look especially bad when they're right after the 80s, which is probably the greatest decade for high school movies, I would say. And I think 
this is what I meant to bring up earlier, the scene at the end where um, the whole city is like in the bleachers to watch this stupid first kiss thing. The thing that was cool about like the breakfast club, for example, was it kind of like, it kind of put everything in perspective where it was like, listen, you're just, you're just one of a million people. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. You're not, you know, your life's not that important. Whatever is bothering you right now, isn't the end of the world. In the 90s stuff, they just, everything went on steroids. So also I love Drew Barrymore. Like I said, I think she's the perfect blend of being like a movie star, but relatable and all that stuff could be wrong, but that's just how the vibe I get off her. And I don't know why she did this. Honestly, it, 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 it didn't make me laugh. I couldn't relate to any of the characters it didn't bother me or anything, but there are just too many other high school movies that are way better than this. So I gave it a little bit better score than you, Joe. I gave it a 2.5 out of five. And the reason for that is I think with high school movies and romantic comedies specifically, the floor is just higher. Like this movie is like an hour and 45 minutes. It didn't bother me watching it. Like it wasn't like, I'm like, Oh, it didn't piss me off. So 2.5 out of five perfectly just, yeah yeah and that's so i I like one of like obviously people like it it has a good imdb score for the most part roger ebert give a a good review so like people like it but like i think like thinking about it now it's like the whole thing is this romance between the you know jerome and the teacher and i feel like the whole like transition to the third act maybe should have been the reveal and then her trying to get him back or something he comes back way too easily which is like i think going back to it it's almost like that part of it him coming back so easily after like being lied to forever it's like i guess he was he was grooming her <laughs> the, the sexual predator that he is <laughs> he's like she's illegal baby he's like, We're that good. was the weird that was the weirdest part of this movie honestly and i'm like just realizing this as i'm saying it i know i had this weird thing with that actor michael vart vartan or vartan where i was like I kind of like this guy. Like, I feel like I, like I said earlier, I, I'm surprised that he didn't have a bigger career. Yeah. But I was like, why, why am I allowing myself to like this guy? Right. He's, he's very laid back, man. Like, I, like he's in yeah. school. He's wearing a open button down shirt. He's wearing his black shirt, black pants. I'm like, if I ever wore this working in high school, I would be mistaken for a student. Like he's just like, like a student. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you'd be in trouble because you look like you're, (laughs) you look like you're a sophomore. So, (laughs) But yeah, someone like him, yeah, that 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 wouldn't fly. I didn't have any like, I I know people who are either like friends of friends or whatever who are teachers now, and they're either like really good looking dudes or really pretty girls. When I was in high school, I didn't have any of that, and, and I'm not like shaming on any of my teachers, but I I there were no like stud teachers when I was in high school, guy or girl. So, oh well, what are you gonna do? <clears throat> Can't have everything you want. So, the beer from Clown Shoes is delicious, and it was hazy ipa so that that fits with her her hazy kiss speech so that's all i i've done my job um follow us on instagram worth the late fee uh suggestions are always welcome like this one from alexandra uh thank you alexandra thank you brie yes thank you um we'll be back next week and i believe we left off at joe's pick so joe's gonna what what do we watch next week joe so with football signing up a couple weeks ago we're gonna be doing the replacements which is from i remember one of my favorite football movies. That's something that hasn't changed, but I remember loving The Replacements. The Replacements is a movie that I saw multiple times in theaters and one of the first DVDs that I that I owned. Oh, cool. Okay. Yep. So this will be a special oh, yeah. one for you then. All right. It is. Uh, I, I, it would 
shock me if I didn't like this movie a, a, a pretty good amount. Yeah. I, I remember, unless my memory has got like, unless I, it's way different than I remember. Yeah, I I will enjoy rewatching this one. So yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you guys very much for listening. And we'll be back next week with the replacements. As always, thank you.